Last month, our neighbor church across the street had a message on their signboard that said, nobody understands like Jesus. It was a comforting reminder, I'm sure, to many people as they drove down the street, and I do believe that it is true. However, there was a mischievous side of me that wanted to sneak over there and take the word like out of the sentence. The result, of course, would have been another message which, in my opinion, is equally true. Nobody understands Jesus. If we're discouraged by that, we can take heart in the fact that no one in the gospel stories that we've been hearing all during Lent completely understood Jesus. Some came closer than others, but all of them, from Nicodemus to Martha and Mary, were unable to grasp the fullness of Jesus' identity, the true nature of his ministry, the radical vision he had for God's kingdom. And that is true throughout the whole Gospels with all of the disciples even closest to Jesus as they struggle constantly to see him for who he truly is and to understand him. In our Lenten series of stories, it started when Nicodemus, a very bright and well-educated teacher, struggled to understand Jesus' words about the need to be born from above. How can anyone be born from above? Nicodemus asks. Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? When Jesus tried to make himself more clear with explanation, Nicodemus simply said, how can these things be? It's a bit like the question posed by the Samaritan woman at the well that we met on that third Sunday in Lent. When she heard Jesus offer her living water, she said, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Jesus was patient and he used their long conversation to bring her to a much deeper level of understanding, even to the point where she wondered if he might be the Messiah. But when she went and told the people in her town about her encounter with Jesus, she simply described him as a man who told me everything I have ever done. In that wonderfully chaotic story of Jesus healing the man born blind that we heard on the fourth Sunday in Lent, everyone except the one who was healed, seems to be under the false impression that they really understand Jesus and who he is. Referring to them, the rest of them say, give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. The man born blind acknowledged, I don't know if he's a sinner, but one thing I know is that I was blind and now I see. It's refreshingly honest especially among people who are unable to acknowledge the fact that they lack such vision themselves. In the gospel story we heard last week, it again was Jesus' own disciples and his closest friends who struggled to understand him. When he heard that his friend Lazarus was ill, Jesus said, Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples replied, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll be all right. But as St. John tells us, they completely misunderstood 
what Jesus was trying to say. So he had to tell them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Then when Jesus finally went to the town where Lazarus and his sisters lived, it was Martha and Mary who really struggled to understand Jesus' decision to wait two whole days before responding to their appeal to come. Martha was the first to say, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Again, Jesus was patient with her. And he brought Martha to the place where she could even confess the belief that he was the Messiah. But then when Martha went back to talk about this encounter with her sister Mary, she simply said, the teacher is here and he wants to see you. In our gospel story today, it seems like we have finally met a group of people who understand, people who truly see who Jesus is and understand his identity and his mission. When Jesus made the deliberate decision to enter Jerusalem on a lowly beast of burden, they got the message. They remembered the stories of early Jewish kings who came in this way and the words of a prophet who said, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. In response, they did what their ancestors had done when they saw a king coming. They spread their cloaks on the road and they cut branches from trees and put them on the road and they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. For all the world, it seemed like they really did understand. And it was a moment of joy and exuberance. They saw what others couldn't see, and it filled them with hope. But on the other hand, if they truly did understand the message that Jesus was sending when he entered the city, in this particular way, then why did they disappear when he continued on the path of nonviolence throughout Holy Week? Wasn't that the whole point he was trying to make? In a world where Roman rulers rolled into town in horse-drawn chariots and legions of heavily armed soldiers around them, wasn't Jesus trying to announce to this crowd that his Rain would be radically different, and his way of bringing it about would look nothing like that Roman alternative. If they did, in fact, understand, then we have to wonder why the crowd dispersed as quickly as they gathered. We have to ask, why did they abandon Jesus when he stood before Caiaphas and when he stood before Pilate? And why were they absent when he was condemned as a traitor and executed on a hill outside the city? Looking back, it would be easy to judge all of them, maybe even to think of them as cowards. But who among us would have seen God's power hidden in all of this? Who among us would have really understood what Jesus meant when he told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world? Who among us would have seen God's salvation 
and victory hidden in suffering and death and the glory of God hidden in the cross. If anything, we should have empathy for these people who I think are just like you and me. And we should feel a special bond with the disciples and with Nicodemus and Martha and Mary and all who understood something about Jesus, but certainly not everything. What was true in the first century, I think, is still true today. Nobody fully understands God, and nobody fully understands Jesus. That doesn't mean that we should give up trying and searching and praying to the Holy Spirit that we be given enlightenment and vision, that our hearts and minds might be opened to see him and understand him more clearly. It just means for me that we should do these things with a spirit of humility and an acceptance of the fact that sometimes we get it wrong, despite our best intentions. So what holds it all together for me is a more important truth, and that is the truth that Jesus fully understands us, as that signboard said initially. Throughout the Gospels, it's clear that Jesus is the one who understands what's going on in the social networks of his time. He understands the injustice. He understands why people do what they do. He's the one who sees deep within the heart and the mind of every person. In the story that we're about to hear during Holy Week, Jesus understands Judas. Jesus knows the greed in his heart, and Jesus knows what Judas is about to do. Jesus sees right into Peter. He sees the fear that's there, and he understands what Peter is about to do. Jesus understands the thirst for power in Pilate and Caiaphas, and he knows and has known for a long time before he ever came to Jerusalem what they would do with that power. He knows that the world will put him to death with the power given to them in Jerusalem. Jesus even understands those who carry out the orders of execution. Father, forgive them, he prays, for they do not know what they're doing. In other words, forgive them for not understanding. In the end, of course, I resisted the urge to change the reader board at the neighbor church. It may be true that no one understands Jesus, but that's not the word that frees us. That's not the word that fills us with hope. The best sign of all, perhaps, would be one with two words added to that simple phrase. In light of our Holy Week readings, the best sign would say, no one understands and loves like Jesus. That's the heart of it, isn't it? It is one thing to be understood, but if that understanding doesn't come with love and forgiveness, then there's always the possibility that it can be used against us. When we are fully understood, we are truly vulnerable. So what you need to know as you 
leave this place of worship today is that you are fully understood and fully loved by Jesus. That's why people still welcome him with hope. And that's why we can still cry, Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.